0: Do you guys care about valuation right now, specifically your valuation? Do you think you might raise soon or sell a portion of the company? There is no other tool on the internet that you can use to get a better and higher valuation than FounderPath's new valuation tool. We have over 253 deals that went down over the past 30 days. All the revenue numbers, all the valuations and the multiplier that way you can go filter the data find companies that are your same size what they sold or raised for or at and then use those as comparables in your decks to argue and debate and get a higher valuation and less dilution which is the name of the game less dilution check it out today at founderpath.com forward slash products that's plural forward slash valuations again both plural founderpath.com forward slash products forward slash valuations Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Guys, he sold uh, about 30% of his company as pre seed around 200 grand at a $650,000 valuation after he left his job at WeWork, where he was running 50 to 100 events per week. And he said, Oh my gosh, I need to build a tool for event organizers to help them build their run up show. That's how he created runofshowapp.com. He's got five free users on it right now, getting ready to launch paid pricing. I encourage you to check it out. We'll see what he does next. Hey, folks, my guest today is Gil Ghibli. He's a strategic events and operation leader, founder and entrepreneur, and former senior director of private events at WeWork. He's now real- building Run of Show Inc. All right, Gil, you ready to take us to the top? Uh, sure.
1: Run um, of Show uh, is a smart task management, project management tool that is specifically designed for event planners and hospitality um, and the hospitality industries. Over the last uh, five, six years, um, we work and even before, I've struggled often with mobilizing teams, getting everybody on the same page, running multiple platforms. So one of Show's intention is to essentially consolidate all of these platforms into one collaborative place that your team of planners, your team of staff can efficiently and collaboratively work on executing tasks and driving your event to the finish so, line.
0: You know, one of the questions I always have about tools like this is it's effectively a product management tool, right? I mean, sorry, a process sort of management tool, right? Um, you have ClickUp, you have Basecamp, you have JIRA. Now your argument would be, yeah, but we're doing a bunch of specific things that are specific for event producers, and you know, etc. So give us a sense, why, why does someone need run up show when things like ClickUp already exist?
1: By the way, I watched your ClickUp interview with uh, the CEO of ClickUp. I loved it. It was an awesome interview.
0: Oh, good. That's Thanks. One.
1: Uh, that's one. The second thing is uh, a run-of-show is designed with events planning in mind. We have features that are very specific to the event industry that don't exist on Monday. They don't exist on ClickUp. and they Na- Name a couple of those features. Other- for example, a specific uh, key moment slash run of show meaning when you create an event, you want to make sure you have a moment by minute by minute run of show of what um, guests may see, or you also want to have a production timeline. You want to know what uh, your entire team of collaborators are working on behind the scene. This is something that is. Um, Uh, oftentimes done without anybody noticing in in terms of guests. So this is done behind the scene. So you have production timeline, key moment timeline. You have a schedule. I don't believe ClickUp has it. I might be wrong, but uh, employee and staff schedule, dynamic schedule that allows you to uh, plug uh, your staff into specific positions of of the events. We do have a shared uh, document features, which I believe Clipper is offering as well, and other uh, task management tools do the same uh, <clears throat> master calendar for all of your events with different uh, labels on whether the event is confirmed, pending, upcoming yeah. tasks. I mean, so
0: look, on. this is a very fragmented space. We put on two events per year, sasopen.com and founder 500, and we use a combination of sort of Airtable for run of show. ClickUp for task management, Google Drive for storing slide decks. I mean, it's sort of all over the place. You know, Bizabo for selling tickets, uh, Bizabo for the mobile app. You're effectively taking all these and trying to put them into one thing.
1: Correct. You exactly yeah. exactly describing the issue that I had to deal with when I ran in PlentyMent.
0: Ma- make us feel that. What did you actually do at WeWork? And most people are going to go say, "Wait, what? Isn't Gil like super rich? WeWork was worth a lot of money. Did you own equity there?"
1: So now I'm not rich, um, but I, I had the best uh, five, six years—you uh, know—amazing time working for WeWork. I joined in 2015, and uh, I left uh, when uh, COVID hit in uh, May 2020, unfortunately. Uh, what I did for WeWork at the beginning was I um, I programmed and 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 streamlining a lot of the experiences that took place inside our facilities, inside the WeWork buildings. And about two or three years afterwards, after I began working for WeWork, I've uh, identified an awesome opportunity uh, to rent WeWork locations for private events, not just for offices. So take an uh, unoccupied unmonetized space and rent it for people that are interested to host daily workshops, conferences, multi-day events and so on and so forth.
0: you know, were That's you managing engineers here? Were you building software to solve this problem or was it all just project management and spreadsheets?
1: It was uh, pretty much... To build this... Uh, no, I did not uh, run a, an engineering team. It was pretty much all uh, working... Using... Uh, Companies like uh, Triple Seat using the Google Drive, using uh, multiple tools that enabled me to mobilize the 30, uh, 30 people that were under my uh, my
0: team. And so, thirty people on your team. How many events would you say you put on while you were at WeWork across how many locations?
1: So there are different types of events. There were external events of companies that are paying money for WeWork to use the spaces. I would say that uh, every week we probably had close to. Uh, um <clears throat> 50 to 100 events across the country of folks that rented out we work
0: space across the U- united states is the country you're in or somewhere else yes
1: yeah, yeah. i have an accent i'm originally from israel but i live in the state for 20 something years but i still didn't lose the accent so <laughs> that's
0: so. awesome so, okay um, so so 50 to 100 rents per week from we work members what about external events
1: that was not necess- necessarily just we work members you had oh, okay. a- this specific service that I managed for WeWork was open to members and non-members.
0: Okay, so 1500 events per week in WeWork locations by members and non-members. Correct. Okay, and then and then I guess when did you? What year did you leave?
1: I left uh, in May of 2020 when public gathering wasn't
0: possible anymore. So, yeah. Uh, that's and did crazy. you launch Run-Up Show right afterwards? Or when did you write the first line of code for Run-Up no, Show? That's
1: when I. Uh, that's when the idea sparked me. When I uh, left WeWork, I realized that there is an opportunity. There was a gap in the event planning business. And that's when I began doing the research to understand what's out there, what's missing. That's when I hired the developers to start uh,
0: taking... So, yeah, when was that? Was that 2020, 2021,
1: 2022?
0: 2021. 20, okay, so, so you launched the company in 2021. Correct. Yes. Okay. So my next question is, you've gone now 2021, all of 2022. You told me pre-show, your pre-revenue. How are you funding this thing? How are you paying people with no revenue?
1: Um, we raised a small amount of uh, 150000 one hundred and fifty to $200,000 from friends and family that uh, believe in, uh, in me, believe in the idea, and were interested
0: to join the, you know, this. Uh, and that was last year?
1: And that was in the last two years. That was between twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two.
0: Okay. Now, keep
1: in mind, I did deal with a lot of struggles in managing and switching and changing development teams. Um, I'm not sure, you know, how much you've seen that over the, you know, uh, in your, uh, you know, experience. But finding the winning a winning team of engineers wasn't easy for me, and that's probably one of the reasons why it took me a little while to get to where I'm where I'm at today.
0: Well, let's come back to that in a second. But first, the two hundred thousand you raised in twenty twenty on the pre seed round. I mean, most people sell twenty ish percent of their company in the pre seed round. I mean, was that at what like a million dollar cap or a five million cap or something? Uh, that's,
1: what, that was about uh, six hundred fifty thousand dollars cap.
0: Six hundred fifty thousand cap. Okay, so you sold about thirty percent of the business, something like that. Um. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. D- would you do it again? Was that the right move? No. <laughs> Why do you say that? What would you do different?
1: As a well, I am a. I want to say that I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. I've I've I, uh, launched different businesses in the past, but uh, I did not launch a, a startup business that is similar to one of show. The thing that I kind of didn't pay enough attention was the cap table and how shares are distributed, how much I should raise, and how much shares and equity I should give in exchange. Uh, <clears throat> so I do think that. I've been a tiny bit um, generous uh, at my friends and family round. I think I should have given away less uh, uh, equity from the company when I did it. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of, um, you know, one of the uh, things that I, that I would have done differently.
0: So talk to me a little bit about your first developer hire. There's a lot of engineer, uh, business people listening right now trying to find engineers to help them build their first idea. So how much money did you spend or sort of like waste on engineers that didn't end up building the MVP you needed?
1: Probably $100,000.
0: Okay. And what did you learn through that process?
1: That as a business owner that hires a software engineer, first, of, first and foremost, you have to have full control of the code you have to have full access and ownership of every single line of code that the engineers are writing. Uh, Never, you know, trust, you know, an engineer to eventually pass on the uh, Mm -hmm. access to a code and product and software that you're paying for the development.
0: Were you paying an engineer who then didn't give you the software when it was over?
1: I got the uh, access to the code, but I think that I I paid... um, well, I couldn't get a CTO to join for uh, equity and not for compensation. So I hired this a, a sort of a, a staffing team that connected me uh, to developers offshore uh, in Egypt. And um, I trusted them and eventually it turns out that, um, unfortunately I was sort of a, misled by that team and i don't want to get into details but the good news is that i was able to transfer the entire product development into a different uh, team of engineers that are that that are now doing an extraordinary job
0: i see okay so how many folks are on the team today both full-time and contractors four okay how many full-time four Four. Oh, four. how many contractors
1: oh um i have uh two designers that uh Part-time contractor and four full-time engineers.
0: Okay, very cool. Now let's talk about revenue and sales, right? I mean, you have a beautiful website. Um, You have pricing up. Why hasn't anyone purchased yet? I
1: didn't promote the website. The website is live and available for people to see, but uh, nobody knows about it. I did not start marketing this business. The goal is to begin uh, marketing the website on January fifteenth. Um, just what well, you see pricing, but it's not even connected to uh, a payment getaway. So even if you wanted to pay for it, you couldn't.
0: Yep. Yep. Interesting. Okay. So when I see like Pop Shop, The Makeup Show, I go, Metropolitan, Pavilion, are they using your free version?
1: Um, yes. I mean, uh, Pop Shop, yes. The, long, long, uh, the short answer is yes.
0: Okay. And And what feedback are you getting from some of these early free users?
1: I love it, by the They, um, they, we have a weekly calls to discuss feedback, features that potentially they would be interesting to see in the application. Um, we get uh, first of all, I think it's giving us a great reassurance that we're doing the right thing when they using it and using it successfully. Uh, so. Um, Two things. One is reassurance and two is a awesome, valuable feedback. Those are the two main things that we get from those uh, free users.
0: How many free users do you have today?
1: Not a lot, about
0: four or five. Four or five. Okay. Well, at least you can stay focused. That's great. All right. So um, you got five folks. You've got the side up. You're launching pricing officially January 15th, which is great. How do you plan to get your first 10 paying customers?
1: Interestingly enough, I've realized in the last uh, couple of months that restaurants are also um, target uh, users that may find run of show useful and valuable. So uh, what we're going to do on January 15 is we're going to go after our immediate network of uh, planners and restaurants, and we're going to begin selling the platform. Um, Again, this is not going to be a massive, promotion efforts this is going to be more of a you know hand-holding experience with the first uh, users the first clients potentially we're going to extend a free trial uh, you know 100 discount code to get everybody to use the platform but the intention is to uh, immediately get in contact with our uh, people that in our network of planners and restaurants and stuff.
0: Jill, you're hedging a lot here with your pricing launch. Are you scared to ask people to pay you? Not uh,
1: when I when I'm when I'm happy with the product, I'm not gonna be afraid.
0: <laughs> I can tell you there's products that look way worse than your website, doing millions of dollars of revenue. I don't know what you're waiting for, but I'm certainly rooting for you. We're out of time today. Let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book?
1: Um I would say... Um,
0: or the last one you read.
1: Uh, I would say... That it's, uh, uh, it's,
0: we'll uh, skip it. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying?
1: Is there a CEO I'm following or studying? Um, I uh, particularly love... Uh, it's funny because you're mentioning it. Uh, you interviewed... Uh, uh, the CEO of ClickUp, which I, uh, I see as an amazing uh, company that is growing exponentially, and I love them, and I love them, and what it does.
0: Great. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building run-up show?
1: ClickUp.
0: Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Six. And what's your situation? Married, single, kids?
1: Married with, one, two, with a 2 years old baby.
0: Oh, congrats. Okay, so one kid, two years old, and how old are you? I'm 48. 48. Last question. Something you wish you knew when you were 20.
1: Um, Buy real estate. <laughs>
0: Guys, he sold uh, about 30% of his company as pre-seed around two hundred grand at a $650,000 valuation after he left his job at WeWork, where he was running 50 to 100 events per week. And he said, Oh my gosh, I need to build a tool for event organizers to help them build their run of show. That's how he created runofshowapp.com. He's got five free users on it right now. Getting ready to launch paid pricing. I encourage you to check it out. We'll see what he does next. Jill, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you. Thanks, Gil.